This episode of the New You Show is brought to you by Thrash and Raid. Thrash and Raid is a veteran-owned skateboard brand with a mission to help people rise above barriers and maintain a positive mental attitude. To learn more, visit thrashandraid.com. And now, here's the new you show. Hey everyone, thanks for coming out to another episode of the new you show. This episode's going to be a little bit different. Today we're sitting down with Mr. Riley Whitcomb. Riley served honorably as a United States Marine. He is the founder of Six Feet Above, and in my opinion, a pretty rad dad. So why did I say this episode was going to be a little bit different? Well, Riley's not really one to talk to the cameras. So we just started the interview off as two friends shooting the shit. And then getting Riley to talk about his passion, well, at that point, there was no stopping him. So if you guys are ready, let's dive in. Before we get this all started, man, like, I know it's been a while. You've been busy, you know, with Six Feet Above and all your rad dad stuff and everything, man. But uh, I just really wanted to check on you, man. Things are going great, to be honest. It's like this night and day, how much better I feel. Just like waking up is easier. And just, you know, the daily, day-to-day things are a lot easier to handle. Well, what's really changed to make things better? Has it been internal growth, external growth, a mixture of both? Well, I think it's it's like personal growth. You know, I I learned a lot about myself in just like the last year and a half. But I mean, six feet above does definitely play a huge factor into that. I mean, after every retreat, I find something new about myself. And I just kind of get hooked on that and make it a part of who I am because I like that part of myself, you know? Instead of just trying to camouflage it and just dress it up so someone else likes it. A lot of it, too, to be honest, like, I let those voices in my head just run through me like a plague. Like, I'm wearing a shirt, but I'll I'll go 12 rounds with myself. Like, why would I, why would I want to wear that shirt? You know, it's like something so, so dumb like that. But it was stuff like that that just wore me out. And it was, now it's just like, I don't hear that. I just... I, I do what I want and I think more people are accepting of me because of now I'm becoming like my like myself again before pre military self, you know. Yeah, dude, I feel you. Freaking this show has worked wonders for me, you know, getting me into a good headspace where I feel more comfortable going back to the old me. You know what I'm saying? Like not the nefarious old me but like the old old me prior to the marine corps and you know stuff like that little surfer boy from charleston you know what i'm saying but at the same time like i didn't realize how successful and i'll say successful in an internal personal way this show's been you know fuck the corporate world but on a personal level with people like I had a dude hit me up just the other day. He was listening to 
Tim from Orboros Forge. Um, he was listening to Tim's episodes and everything. And he hit me up, dude. And he was just like, you, you could tell this dude was a little choked up and everything. And he's like, I just wanted to say thank you. I stopped drinking. And I was like, oh, congrats, dude. When did you stop? And he's like, three days ago. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I asked him how much he's drinking and how often and all that good stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, dude. Um, yeah, you need to go check into the hospital, bro, because alcohol withdrawals can kill you, bro. And he's like, yeah, I, I know it, it's hurting really bad. I was like, look, brother, I'll just say it right now. I'm extremely proud of you and I want you to keep going down this path. I know where you're at, brother. I was right there. But, dude, you have to get to the hospital. And he's like, uh, well, thanks, man. You know, I was like, no, 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 no thanks, dude. When you get to that hospital and you get better and you get on your track and you stick to your plan, then you can hit me back up. And I still don't want your thanks, man. I just want to see how far you come, you know, and you're not going to get that in the corporate world, man. You're going to get that on a personal level, no matter how small or insignificant this show may be. Dude, I enjoy helping others. Yeah, it's it's like that. I mean, <clears throat> as cliche as it is, it's always like, just help that one person. It doesn't matter how many, you could do a thousand episodes, but if that 1,000 and one just help that one person oh my gosh totally worth it there's no price tag you can put on like a simple hey thank you i put the bottle down you know that right there is gives me more of a sense of like happiness and and self-worth when someone says hey because of your story with the pills i stopped taking pills it's like wow that's huge and now not only that now we're both in the journey together you know, I can learn something from him. He can learn something from me. And it's just, it's, you're building that community. And it's, it's just awesome. That's something that you think is so minor in life. Like the new you podcast, you, you probably, you know, like when you started like, Oh, it's going to be this small thing, but in someone's eyes, it's, it's the world. You know, it really is dude. And I'm just hoping that like when that dude looks back at all this, he can just smile and be proud of himself. But seeing somebody smile after, I guess, frowning for so long, internally, externally, it really speaks volumes, you know? So. Yeah, a smile goes a long way. And not only that, it's super contagious. Like, I'm just getting on here and seeing you smile and seeing you happy, like, that instantly, it's like, puts me on on that same level. And it's, it's the energy you can feel. And you cast such a big energy light. It's just, it's awesome to be able to, to be in it. Cause of not only am I growing, but you know, because of that, now I'm passing it on to someone else too. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, well, and see, that's a huge reason why I was so stoked about getting to do this with you, because I know things have taken off big time for six feet above and things are really taking off with the show here. And like, I've got a heck of a lot more in the works right now that, uh, you know, I'm not gonna discuss with anybody, but, uh, you know, 
doing good stuff. You're doing good stuff. I'm doing good stuff, man. And we both come a long way. But, you know, like th this was my excuse to like really sit down and talk to you, I guess, because like I really miss my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's, I, and I just thought about that, like not too long ago, too. Is, yeah, we did talk every day. And then I reached out to you, even, you know, to be kind of like my sobriety guy, <laughs> you know, like, you know, if I'm struggling or whatever, I can always, you know, I know I could always pick up the phone and you'll, you'll answer. But I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, this thing is taking off. And at some point, it's just, I just want to just sit down and just talk to you because you just mellow me out, whether it's just talking just the regular BS or just just talking. Five minutes. It's, How have you been doing with the sobriety? Yeah, honestly, it's just I can go to a bar with my wife and not, you know, have to think. I think more or less with like my, my problem with like addiction wise was never like, oh, I need these pills to survive. It was more or less like, I need these pills. I need this drink in order to just like know myself from who I am. You know, I more or less fell in love with the excuse that those pills created or the drinking created. If I got in a fight, oh, I, it was the, I was drunk or I'm stumbling around acting like a jackass. Oh, it's the pills. And then once I realized that, it's like, I, I, F it, I don't, I don't need it anymore. You know, it was, it was an easy decision. It was either the excuses or I faced it. I faced the risk of losing like my wife not seeing my son. So in my eyes, it was an easy decision. Once I realized my issue was just an excuse and not, not a, I mean, a, a true addiction or at least I see it. Done. And, I, and I don't think my wife, like CR, that God bless her still. I don't think she can get enough thank yous from me ever. Honestly, like even through the Marine Corps career, my Marine Corps career, she was always picking up the pieces regardless of, you know, like, I was gone 80% of the time in my four years there. So she picked up the mom and dad duties while I was gone or, you know, all the times so where I just get absolutely hammered and do something stupid. She was always there to, you know, pick up literally the mess or my unconscious body off someone's stairs or the floor. It's cliche, but behind me is a strong woman. And that's what makes me stronger is the fact that she has my back regardless and well, what actions are you using to better yourself and show her that you've got her back the same way she has yours? It's the 1% better every day kind of mentality. And I'm, I'm going to suck it regardless, but it's swallowing that ego, your pride and just being like, all right, I'm going to fail 100%, you know, just take this L, but I'm going to learn from, learn from it. And that's going to, in turn, make me 100% better. It's going to cover my six the next day. I mean, fair enough, dude. 1% in a positive direction, I guess, is better than no percent in any direction, if that makes any sense. But something else I wanted to really hit on today, kind of heavy, is like six feet above and how that's kind of helping you and helping other people and everything. If you could go into how it started and everything, that way we can, you know, like start from the beginning and, and go forward. So, yeah, I mean, I guess in order to start on why it started, I would have to go back to some pretty dark places. But uh, it, it all started uh, February 3rd. I tried to take my own life. I put it on the website kind of speaking more openly about it, which is still not an easy thing to do. 
but yeah, on February 3rd, I, I, I slipped my wrist on my kitchen floor, basically hitting rock bottom. Not basically, absolutely smacking rock bottom right there. And the crazy thing is, is like, I was talking to my wife as like a normal day. And then she stepped away for literally five minutes. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm, I'm done wasting their time. I, I think even Tim, maybe I took it out of context, but like Tim was like, he, he just feels like he's wasting his family's time or wasting his time. Um, I felt like the same way I was wasting my wife's time. I'm, my kid doesn't even want me to hold him or, you know, cuddle him or anything like that. So I, I was like, I'm, I'm basically worthless to this guy. So at that point, I was just like, I'm done hurting people. I'm done wasting people's time. So I might as well just take my own life. Um, and, and I tried to right there and down the floor. And I think the one thing that stopped me other than my wife literally beating the shit out of me to get the knife out of my hand was like my kid asking for chocolate milk. Like after that, I just, I snapped and I just bawled my eyes out. And that's when my wife came in and just kicked, like basically beat, <laughs> literally beat the shit out of me to get that knife out of my hand. And then from there, no, I look at chocolate milk differently. I'm like a side note, like when I see it, like it's a, it's a reminder that like I am worth, worth the, the help. But, um, but yeah, after that, I, I kind of went through the whole cuckoo bin process. They made me sit in front of a therapist who, who straight up told me, it's like, I don't have a military background, so I'm just going to basically sit here and listen to you talk. And I'm not, I'm an introvert kind of guy. Like this conversation between you and I is comfortable because we know each other. But if this was someone I had a phone call with, like, Hey, come on my podcast, this would never come out. <laughs> but yeah. So I went through that process of literally a month's worth of therapy and it was not helping me by any means. And then on top of that, I'm getting prescribed all these different antidepressants, uh, anxiety medications, uh, pills that help me sleep, which I still can't sleep. And it's just, I think that's just who I am. Uh, and then that's when shit kind of kicked again, where I was having all these tantrums where I was just like, no one fucking cares about me. Uh, I want to run away. I just want to disappear and people can just forget about me. And I, I honestly, I literally tried to run away and I kept telling like my wife, like, you know, like just fucking leave me. Like I'm worthless. I'm just sitting here. I'm fucking worthless. And basically she organized like an intervention style where like my in-laws came. I'm really close with my father-in-law. So like hearing that stuff from him, like that he cares about me, like it, it really did make a difference. And that's basically when I sat downstairs and was pouting like, like a, a little whiner. Uh, I saw a Ryan Sheckler uh, rough cut raw edit on YouTube. And I was like, shit, man, he looked so happy. And it sparked something in me to just want to skateboard again. And if I ever meet Ryan Sheckler, I'm taking that man's hand. He's been a hero for a long time, but to in turn have him be the one that sparks that again, which is just kind of crazy. So yeah, I just, I, I went out and I bought a skateboard and let me tell you, it was honestly embarrassing. Like coming from someone who skated prior to the Marine Corps to getting one after all that, like my balance was off. I could hardly stand on it when the board wasn't moving just because like all the, the pills I was on, it just causes you imbalance. And that's some of the side effects of them. And at that point, I just kind of made the commitment. Like I, I felt immediately a different way when I stood on that board, like everything else just kind of like cliche, just kind of washed away. I just had the tunnel vision of just like pushing up and down the sidewalk. 
And that same feeling I get today is just like this innocent childlike happiness you can't describe or happiness that is only obtained when you are like truly happy. So yeah, and then I watched that. I kicked the pills literally immediately. I threw them out, didn't even give them a time of day. Didn't, not even like a second thought. I just, yeah, tossed them. And it took like roughly like two weeks to basically just feel like I'm, I'm centered. I got my balance back. And then that's when trying new tricks and all that stuff came in play. And the new style of skateboarding that I never thought I'd do, I'd partake in. So in turn, that's when it clicked to me. I was like folding laundry, looking at clothes. I'm like, shit, dude, like none of this means anything to me. Why am I not wearing something that like expresses like what I, who I am as a person and what I want to portray to people. And that's when it, it clicked like six feet above. Why, why are we caring when they die instead of, you know, caring while they're here? So that's what I was like six feet above and, Honestly, I got so hyped that I was telling pro skaters about it and no one was answering me, <laughs> you know, just, you know, I was like, oh, come on, team up with me. This is a super cool idea. But uh, then I, that's when I reached out to Benji. I honestly never met Benji in my life. <clears throat> in my life, I think I had a handful of conversations with him, but I just knew this guy was, he was positive. He was making an impact in the skateboarding veteran community. So yeah, that was my first guy I reached out to and Thank goodness he he climbed aboard because without him, a lot of this would not would not be happening. Because he he, he Benji is he's a brother to me now, but like he he's like I'm terrible at talking. Like I can't I'm no wordsmith, and I can't you know I can't do the bing, business lingo of anything. But if it like all cameras are off, and someone came up to me, then I can do that kind of conversation. I'm more of like a personal connecting connection kind of guy. But yeah, he, he handles like dealing with the business people, uh, setting things up and, and stuff like that. He, he's basically all my weaknesses in a person that those are his strengths, you know, and he's a, he's a, he's the James Bond of human beings. I swear to goodness. He, he has connections with everybody and, and he just can smooth talk his way into anything. But yeah, we, and from there we, we started like brainstorming on how, how we can make an impact. And I was like, oh, skateboarding created this feeling for me. I, I bet it can create that feeling for others. And then we, we kicked that around for like a month or two, became a nonprofit, a 501c3. And from there, it's like nothing slowed down. Everything is 100%, uh, 100 miles an hour. And on our first retreat, honestly, it just, it blew me away how much not just like skateboarding, but just like coming together and seeing all these other veterans battle the same stuff I did. That alone, when they're driving up, just get, put me at, at ease. It's like, holy shit. I'm not the only one that's, you know, having temper tantrums. Or I'm not the only one that's going sleepless for two nights because I'm up beating my own ass. So that, that at first put me at ease. But then like the skateboarding aspect, like you said, yeah, we we do gift them with all these cool cool things like skateboards, grip tape, shirts, and stuff like that. But I think the greatest gift that we give them through these three retreats, I think cumulative, the one thing I took away is the greatest gift we do is we just listen. They don't give two shits about you solving their problem or anything like that. I think what gets so lost is people just worry about wanting the things fixed. 
like I, I don't give to like you're not gonna fix depression. There's no cure for any of that stuff. But the best thing you you can do is is listen. And the best medicine we prescribe is skateboarding. It still blows my mind the amount of messages we receive or for what we do. One takeaway I got was it just made someone feel innocent. It's like holy cannoli like this guy I'm not gonna say his name he's still out there but he was he's been through some shit and he's like i lost who i am you know he enlisted at a young age just like a majority of people in the military he just kind of lost that childlike innocence where he just felt like he he's always had to fight has to fight has to be this kind of man where you know nothing bothers me and then he stepped on a skateboard for the first time and it's just like i feel like a kid again and i was like boom, I know this is working and this is, this is like everything and beyond that I ever dreamed of be, you know? And not only that, like the skateboarding community outside the veteran community it has welcomed all of us with like open arms. They're always down to, like pro skaters will come out and skate with us. Uh, Jamie Thomas came out and discussed his life, like his life struggles with other veterans at, at the, the barracks. Um, yeah, it just blows my mind that people truly do care. And then they couldn't find out or find a way, you know, to give back. But then they find us and they're like, boom, this is my, my right up my alley. I'm a skater. You know, I can go out and skate with these veterans, but also, um, you know, take the time to hear their story, you know, and, and relate to them on, on that aspect. But yeah, man, it's just been a, a seriously a wild ride. And after we only had three, we're taking December off and then redoing it again in January. But, Honestly, it's the thank yous are just, I cried when I read some of the thank yous. Like, it's just so crazy that, you know, a piece of wood and four wheels can create such peace in a chaotic world. You know, it's, it's just crazy to me. Not only I can't thank skateboard enough, but I just can't, can't thank the, the veterans who have, who have attended. Like you said, you get out of it, what you put into it. And these guys, they open up. We don't ask them to like share their traumas. We don't do any of that. We just kind of ask these questions that make them think like, okay, I'm going to be more thankful for this person or I'm going to handle myself this way or stuff like that. Or like if I'm feeling overwhelmed, just stepping on a skateboard and pushing for 15 minutes, holy bucket. You'll find out that a lot of this stuff is internal and nothing is truly happening. And you hone in, you're like, holy shit, I was really bugging out over nothing. So that's why I make it, uh, you know, it's in my routine now that, you know, touching my skateboard for just 15 minutes and I, I, I'm literally set for the day. Like it's the best medicine that I, I found and I'm just happy that it's working for other people. Another thing with like skateboarding is that there is no boundary, no limit, no standard, no code to it. So, you know, like Sir Thomas, he could pick up a board and do something absolutely crazy. You know, and it's not going to be like, oh, he can't skateboard because he his feet touch the ground or something like that. You know, like my style of skateboarding, is, I use like a, my feet a lot. Like I run on the ground, I'll flip it with my hand, you know, more like the old school type way. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And I think what it gives, piques the interest of a lot of the veterans is like skateboarding. The world is their, their canvas and they can use skateboarding as that brush and they can paint it however the hell they want to, you know, and, and I, I think that's what it's so beautiful about it and like healing about it is there's no one set of rules to it. And 
Oh, no, it's just it's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful to see like the genuine smiles and the happiness people get. You know, like, there's we had a woman on there. She was she was in her forties. Oh man, it's gonna be so bad if I, I butcher her age. So I'm just gonna say forties. <laughs> but uh, she stepped on the skateboard and it was just like she was 15 again. It was just uh, like it's like I said. It's just you you can't put a price tag on genuine happiness there's no material happiness involved in that. it's like pure genuine happiness it's, you don't get true happiness from materials you get it you know with that like internally just like that it's almost like that weight lift off your shoulders and there's nothing to ever be scared of when you do it i think that's where you find that happiness is like when all fear is set aside or there's fear there but you're seeing the light in it you know yeah, I love that you had parkour and with your skateboarding. <laughs> I am zero uh, percent pro at any of it, and I fall literally all the time. I'm I used to call it slam therapy when I started six feet above, because I would honestly all that internal pain I felt or all this internal pain I made myself feel when I'd slam on a skateboard, it was the greatest pain ever. That out that physical pain it washed any internal issues away. And every time I slammed, it was like 1% progression. I was either trying something new and I slam. It's like, all right, I'm not dead. All right. I got one more try in me. And I slam even harder. It's like, shit. Yeah. I'll take, I'll keep eating these slams. But, uh, and also like when I pick myself up and I can see like the scars on my wrist and on my arms, it just kind of, reignite it like shit i'm not going back to who that person was so i'm just going to get up and keep trying whether or not i it takes me somewhere in life or whether or not a skateboard ends up being a job i don't give two shits you know i, I, I could skate for a living and get zero dollars just because it genuinely takes me away from that dark nasty valley that so so many of us are trapped in something that you and i have discussed quite a few times now is like my surfing is like your skateboarding it kind of gets us back to where we were prior you know like pre-clusterfuck if you will and we're still getting those same dope rushes if you will from the shit show but now and more of a you know, therapeutic way. Yeah. I think like, like you said, the, the therapeutic side of things, it's a lot of it's the you versus you, you know, it's an individual sport. And so whenever you hop on, it, it's like, all right, what is it about myself? that I can just skate away. Is it just my overthinking? All right. You don't, you don't get an opportunity to overthink when you serve because everything has to be right there. Otherwise you are going to get hurt or you're going to, you're going to get slammed up pretty good. So I think like, for me, that's what I use it for. It's like, I'm me versus myself. There is no, I guess, I don't even know how to context it, but when I step on it, I know who I am when I step on it. And then when I get off it, I'm a new person. It's almost like a rebirth. (laughs) It's like, I'll slam all that nasty shit about myself out. And I do fall a lot. (laughs) I I can say that. (laughs) Like if anyone watches my Instagram, I fall all the time, but I'm so so happy when I fall just because honestly like the the physical pain I feel will never amount to the internal pain I felt but it's when I slam it's like shit yeah 
I'm never going back, you know? And I think that goes back to like the, the addiction kind of aspect of things. It's like a lot of us, we have these addictive personalities and that's what hooks us on the booze and the pills and the drugs all, all day. But with that, it's like, I dumped that addiction into skateboarding and it's just, I can know, I know when I need to get on a skateboard, even my wife will know when I need to get on a skateboard. Cause I just get antsy. I get agitated. I have like a shorter temper, but the, the moment I get my fix of skateboarding, it's like the sun is brighter. The grass is greener. The shit smells shittier. You know, it's like, it's all worth it. At, at, even if it is five to 10 minutes, it's, five to 10 minutes of where I can just be me not giving two shits about anything else or having someone tell me what to do. It's just me in my universe and nothing else. And, and like the confidence thing is, is with skateboarding the way it made me feel. And I like this line a lot. It's six feet above. It was never designed to be a save the world project. It was just designed to save someone's world. And it worked. Skateboarding saved me and gave my son his dad back, gave my wife her, her husband back. So in turn, it's I'm not out here to save humanity. I'm just out here so that someone else can go back to their daughter, or their daughter has their dad, their mom, the son, you know. There needs to be more prescription skateboarding instead of prescription antidepressants or whatever, you know. So other than getting you actually up and out and moving, doing something productive, like getting some freaking PT in and stuff like that, has the skateboarding like made a significant impact in like your anxiety, your depression, any kind of rabbit hole thoughts, you know, any of that stuff? Depression and anxiety are just holding me back. But the moment I, I reached for a skateboard, I was like, holy shit, there is light and there is help. But the more you just sit back and be like, uh, nobody cares. That's what it wants. That's what depression wants. That's where it claims all the good ones where they just think, you know, if I take my life, all this will be over. And that's ultimately what, what we want you to do skateboarding for is we coined it as uh, shred the trend the ever-rising suicide trend in, in our military and veteran communities, if there was any lifeline that we can toss out there, it would be skateboarding. You know, that's our, that's our, our torch in the Valley to lead people back out. And it, I just, it just kind of bothers me. I guess not necessarily bothers me, but it, that's what keeps me up at night. It's like, all right, how do we reach active duty military where there, the stigma is like, if you have mental health issues, you're a pussy, you're a bitch, you're unfit for duty. And people get kicked out. And it's just crazy to me that all they really needed is just someone to talk to. And you're just going to, you're going to claim them unfit for duty. It's just, and that's when they, like you said, they spiral. And then that's what, you know, almost just like makes them scared to ask for help. And so with skateboarding, you don't have to ask skateboard to go skateboarding. You just get on it. You know, it doesn't talk talk back. It doesn't do any of that. But you, and when you see someone like that skate, you can definitely tell they're not skating for money. They're skating for, for their soul, which is the most healing thing you can do. And, and it's beautiful to see, too. 
So would you say that it's a cure? Because I know like nowadays, you know, and, and thankfully the cool new trend, if you will, you know, you guys are talking about shredding the trend, but the cool new trend for veterans is actually to get into self-help activities and or work, you know, creating companies that encourage veterans and others to do better with themselves or starting podcasts or, you know, what whatever programs or whatever they may be doing. But is, is all of that a cure? There is no cure to any of this nonsense. You know, it's like everyone's always wants to throw the victim card out. It's like, I struggle with this shit. I, I struggled daily. It's like, no, motherfucker, you don't struggle. It's not holding you underwater. The moment you change struggle into battle, you got now all the ammo you have it all, you know? And, and like, I, I still, to this day, like I have days where I'm just depressed as fuck. Like I, I know we've talked about in the past is like that the day that my wife had a miscarriage, holy shit. I never knew how close the devil was until that happened. And just all the dark thoughts came back and, you know, her being as strong as she is, that's what pulled me out of that one, you know? And, but I, like, I'll wake up sometimes and be like, fucking hate myself. Why, you know, like, fuck, you're fat or fuck, you're, you're dumb or no one loves you or six feet above is cool, but you're not like the people involved don't give a shit. You know, it's like, I, I, I just, it, it blows my mind that like people don't put more of that out there. Every day is a suck fest, but it'll suck less if you just do something about it, you know, <laughs> develop a routine, develop, you know, something like, I just don't understand how people don't, who don't have a routine can make it. I honestly truly believe people just need a routine and things will change. What helps me or how I get myself back on track. It's like, Oh, I'll, I'll give myself that pity party in the morning just cause I'm <laughs> just waking up. And the instant I wake up, it's all negative. But when it turns around for me, it, it, it just, I just say who I'm thankful for in the morning. I give three three people I'm thankful for and three things that I'm thankful for, you know, whether it is like skateboarding or, you know, even though they suck the Vikings for bringing me that, like sports, stuff like that. But, and then that turn, instead of being on the defensive for the day, I'm on the offensive. Like I'm my own turning point in my own war. And when I say those things, it's instantly like the, the darkness ambushed me, but then I, I I called in all the airstrikes in the world and it just wiped everything. And now we're back on the even playing field. And that's when I get to my routine of like watching skateboard videos while sipping on a, a mean bean monster, you know, and that's what, what gets me right. And and to be able to like, I wish I could reach more people with that is not in the sense of like, you know, to gain anything other than just to help. Just help get your, find your routine. So you're talking about routines and everything. And like I said, like I had to get in the routine of actually pushing record here on Zoom way before we even like started the show and stuff like that. So I wouldn't forget. Right. But this is turning out like so organically awesome, dude. Like I don't want to mess up the flow. So maybe I can just leave this portion in there and say, Full disclosure, listener, we haven't even officially started the show yet. But something else that you had just brought up was gratitude. 
So how about we go into a moment of gratitude and then when we come out, I want to hear a few things that you are internally grateful for. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Thrash and Raid. Head over to thrashandraid.com today to join the Raid Brigade. And now back to the new you show. So what are you grateful for? What is Riley Whitcomb grateful for? I'm grateful for the fact I found my smile uh, for so long. I, I missed that. Like uh, my nickname back in the day used to be Smiley Riley. And then when I got out, it was like grumpy or something, you know, because I, I never smiled. But uh, happy to find my smile, my humor again. That was lost, you know. But also, I'm just, I'm happy to find my peace, you know. And both the humor and the smile, that shit goes a long way. I don't think people understand that as well. It's like, I, we can sit here and we can bullshit about just the gnarliest stuff, you know, like and, and make fun of each other and do all this other stuff. But that's kind of like how we, we boost each other's morale while you're in the military. It's like, you make some absurd <laughs> joke and it just carries on. But, and also it's just like, Finding those two things, I found myself, and that's what gave me that. Yeah, dude, that's freaking badass. You know, like, finding that smile, finding that laughter, finding that sense of purpose, finding that inner peace, that inner happiness is just freaking epic, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no, like, I wish the whole world can just laugh. And then everything would just go back to the way, you know, back to normal or back to being better. It's just, just laughing is medicine. It's contagious. If you're laughing your ass off, I'm going to laugh. You know, so I just wish people would, would stop taking everything so serious. We're all going to end up in the same spot in the six feet under and a wooden box. And see, that's what's super gnarly about surfing or skateboarding and especially six feet above is like you're encouraging them not to put themselves six feet under. Instead, stay six feet above and smile and laugh and help them transition back from wherever they wound up to a happier, better state through skateboarding. The thing with skateboarding, it gives you kind of an identity. And when people transition out, they lose that identity, whether, you know, when they transition out of the military, they lose that identity that they had. Like for a long time, when I was like in the process of getting out, I always used to joke with my wife, like, oh, you're not going to love me because I don't have a cool guy job no more. Because that's what I just attached myself to having this. That's what my identity was that, you know? So when I got out, I just, I was just trying to suck onto or get hooked onto anything. Like I'd watch like 
the Marcus videos or the Nick Cumulatos and the Cody's and all these cool guys who are doing like tactical shit. I'm like, Oh, I got to do that kind of tactical shit, you know? And then realizing like when I go try to do tactical shit and I see someone, you know, bust out like a smooth tack reload or, you know, all these cool, cool things like a vehicle. Oh uh, shoot. I'm like, fuck dude, I'm nowhere near on that level. So then I would bounce out of that and be like, I don't want to belong there. But then, you know, just be basically just a, a, <laughs> a poser of that. Um, and then like skateboarding, not only is not, I guess it's not my identity, but skateboarding, it provided me that, that community, I guess, more or less. Cause I, I, I'm a misfit. Belonging. Yeah, exactly. And, and through it, what six feet above did was we developed this community of just like, not only is it skateboarding, but it's healing. We're not skateboarding because we're the world's greatest skateboarders. We're skateboarding because it, it allows us to, to feel, you know, like nothing else in the world matters. And then when afterwards, when we're done skateboarding and you have that kind of conversation, it's like, who are you grateful for? And why are you not telling them thank you enough? Or it's like, um, if, if you're looking at yourself right now, what are you going to be in 10 years? You're like, you have to make it happen. You have to speak it out. It's like one of the examples was I want to be, you know, we want to be full time as far as six feet above. We spoke it out there and now things are falling in place. You know, it's holding ourselves accountable to it. And uh, I just want people to know if you are honestly feeling like you have no identity, you've got no outlet, you've got nothing and you pick up that skateboard, I promise you not only like the veteran skateboard community, but the skateboard community in general, they are the most welcoming human beings on planet Earth. And I think they get such a bad rap. Like we went down to San Diego for this downhill, you know, basically Buster Bale type little event with uh, independent and like seeing just the, <laughs> what people would probably be like the misfits, the degenerates, this the outcast. There was a shit ton of people down there that you could label all this, but you will never see a happier group of human beings than when you see like an individual bomb this hill and make it like, they're not happy that they're alive. They're, happy, like, they're genuinely fucking happy for that dude. And there's no faking it. The, the, the one thing is like with skateboard, you just can't fake being a skateboarder. <laughs> like you can, I guess you can carry it around and maybe that's it. But like when you're get when you get on it, you're a skateboarder, uh, whether or not like you do tricks does not matter, you know? But I just, that's like one thing I want people to know, whether they're a veteran that listens to us or not. If you're a veteran, please, please reach out and we can all skate together. <clears throat> but if just, just get on a skateboard. You know, you're speaking about community and sense of purpose and a lot of things that we had elsewhere that we really search for here you know, later on in life. And that's very common amongst a lot of my guests is they're from different communities, whether it be, you know, the shooting community or the self-help, self-betterment community, which I think they all are, but that's their primary focus or knife making or what have you. They are finding that sense of purpose, that community, and is really helping them to move forward with their own lives 
and disseminate proper information that is working for them, just like what you guys are doing, you know, here on this show so that it can hopefully assist somebody else in bettering themselves. And I don't really care if you are in the self-help realm, the shooter realm, the surfing realm, skateboarding. Heck, you could be in the nudist colony realm. As long as you're walking around nude, proud, and happy, then I'm cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, there's a community for everybody. So, there, like, whether it's the surfing, <clears throat> the knife making, which Tim is a total badass. <laughs> like, that guy's gnarly. Um, but, yeah, like skateboarding, rollerblading underwater basket weaving there's no reason oh, that's for that's to... my personal community underwater basket <laughs> weaving and um, yes it is the best community ever oh judgment free uh, you guys are good with your fingers <laughs> and we don't have to listen to each other too that that's the greatest yeah. thing for, for us guys that don't like to listen well we, we can't understand what you're saying so and, and if, if you can't find that community create that community you know, it's like, because you think you're the only one that, you know, likes to paint toilets or whatever. If that's your thing. I'm sure there's going to be someone else out there that's willing to paint those toilets with you, brother. Well, and that goes <laughs> that's back a terrible example. <laughs> it's actually a perfect example, man, because, I mean, when we first linked up, dude, like, I wouldn't have ever thought that you would establish something this awesome, you know, six feet above and progress it with Benji, you know, the 007 of the skateboarding world. But for you guys to build yourself up to where you are now is absolutely incredible. And from me, dude, and I've told you this before, but throughout you know, us talking today, dude, like I have never been like more stoked for you and proud of you, brother. I appreciate that. And it means a lot, especially coming from you, you know, like <clears throat> when we first came across each other's past, I was a pretty broken human being, you know, I, my dick was on the dirt tail between the legs, zero confidence. And just like having those kind of conversations where you actually like you ask those hard questions of like, what the fuck are you going to do now? Like you figure it out. Like you got to keep figuring it out. No one's going to do it for you. No, one's, you know, no one should tell you how to do it. This is your path. You figure it out. And I think that's what, I guess what ultimately turned it around, I guess, with the skateboarding, I keep, I think every other word out of my mouth is skateboarding today, but with that, you know, like instead of just using it as like a sense of like, all right, I'm going to do this because I need to make money and I hate working a real job. And I took that and just said, I'm just going to skateboard. And in turn, what skateboarding provided me was that piece. Skateboarding doesn't owe anyone shit, by the way, but like what it provides for you internally, it's, that's what, that's what skateboarding started out as it's just the feeling, you know, and no one, I don't give two shits about it. Like I said, make a dollar off it. I just, I would pay skateboarding millions of dollars just to continue to feel the way I do. And see, linking up with a dude like Benji, yeah, he owns Thrash and Raid. But at the same time, dude, he's not here for the freaking money 
or business aspect when it comes to skateboarding. Yes, he sells skateboards. Whoop-de-fucking-do, Basil. But he is turning his passion into a business. And for you to link up with somebody that has a similar passion is is just huge for you, man. And, and you know, I very much applaud you and I very much applaud Benji for linking up with you because that dude is, I mean, like you said, he is he is that business uh, savvy dude. But he, at the end of the day, is also just like that uber goofy skater dude. Oh, one thousand bajillion percent. I I always have to tell like I, every time I see him, I'm just like tell him all the time. I'm so grateful for you, dude. It, whether in this lifetime or the next, I promise you, I will pay you back in in turn for everything you've done. And that's just one man who like genuinely gives a shit. Like he, he, his one mission in life is to literally help people rise above their barriers. That's his, his not only like his motto on his LinkedIn profile, but that's how that dude legitimately lives. He will give you the shirt off his back. And it's likewise with, with like uh, Logan, Nick, the other two guys on the team, uh, Colin, all these dudes. And that's what makes me so like, better just human being in general. I got hooked in with those guys. People I legitimately did not know a year ago. <laughs> like I got hooked in with them, and now in turn, like I, I like to think we're brothers. <laughs> who knows whether they they want to claim me as their brother? But because of those guys, I am on cloud nine. After each event, like I I come back knowing something more about myself because they pulled it out of me, whether or not they tried to or not. Just I'm a I'm a fan of theirs, but I'm I'm a bigger fan of the kind of humans they are. And to be there with them through the smiles and the laughter, the hugs, hopefully not too many kisses, but to be a part of their passion, their drive, that sense of purpose, and for them to share that with you, dude, that's got to be absolutely epic for you in your path to bettering yourself because when you surround yourself with good people, man, it, it, it and they just exude that, man, it, it wears off on you. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, for them to share that with you, dude, I just think is absolutely epic. And for you to share that with me, with your wife, with your little man, with the world, dude, sharing those epic vibes to me is just an epic thing to do. Yeah, and that's, that's honestly like, I, what blows my mind is like, if you have an opportunity to share to a crowd of 10 people or a crowd of a thousand people or whatever, whether or not, you know, why not just take that opportunity? What's, who's it going to hurt? You know, and like if I, even if I didn't know you and you asked me to be on here, I would have been like, hell yeah, I'm super honored that anyone would ask me to, to be on the podcast. And it's just, I don't know, it just blows my mind that it's just a conversation between two people. Whether or not, you know, it sucks or whether or not it reaches five people, who gives a shit? For me, I get the most out of just the, the people that attend the retreats. Like, I'm, I'm a nobody, and these people make me feel like I am somebody. 
and for that, you know, it's like, like I'm still, I'm still me. No money will ever change that. And the greatest thing I'll ever do for skateboarding is never anything I'll do on a board by any means, but it's who I help bring to skateboarding and what skateboarding does for them. I think that's my greatest contribution to this, this life. And, and the fact that <laughs> you call me a celebrity totally bums me out. I'm not a celebrity. You have I know, but some... you know, I got to bust your nuts, man. That, oh that's... yeah. All the time. That's what you're good for. And that's just yeah. like, it's just, it's just humbling to be on, to be able to do a show with you. I mean, like you said, we've, we've talked, we used to talk every day, legitimately every day. And then we both just, not necessarily went our separate ways, but we got locked into something we're both very passionate about. And it's not necessarily the fact that we have to talk every day, but when we do talk, it's like we never stop talking. You know, I miss having those day-to-day conversations with you as well. However, seeing the growth in our conversations shows the growth that you and I have both made, not only within like, you know, six feet above or, the new you show and all that, but within ourselves and within our family, because like, dude, I watch your videos now and to see you out there with your son and your wife and you still busting your ass. Those are freaking dude. Like that just, that puts a smile on my face. And I just thank the good Lord above that your wife still digs you. (laughs) Digs my I don't know, 13 year old teenage titties or something. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it, it, like you said, it's just, I think what makes it so much better is he, he was alive during my rock bottom, you know? And from that day forward, we've kind of just grown together. We've gone through this life um, together as he's getting bigger and older. I'm feeling like I'm growing in that, in that, that way as well and the fact that he hangs around me now like there is no greater job than being a father honestly and it's just it sometimes it drives me nuts how much he's just like me you know it's it's absolutely crazy yeah and obviously you can relate to sir thomas is literally a spitting image of you you know and and like the hugs like i never got the hugs until he was like three years old so whenever i get the hugs it's like why was I just being a grumpy bastard for no reason? You know, like I, to this day, I still, you know, be like, Hey, knock that shit off. But then it's like, he'll hug me and tell me he loves me. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go, go be loud. Go do, go be a kid. You know? Yeah, dude. Like so many parents don't allow their children to just be children. You know what I'm saying? And if they say they do, most of them are just being lazy as fuck and not caring about what the kids say, you know, but like we went little man and I went to go visit Stephanie and Cody and everything. And Cody looked at me and he's like, so what do you have planned, you know, for his graduation vacation? And I was like, dude, I I don't really give a fuck. He's planning it out. I'm just making sure that it's safe and, you know, like effective and fun and everything. And I think that's absolutely huge in a child's development. And as parents, we need to encourage them to keep not to stay young, but to like 
just keep that joy within them because, man, we are so tainted with all this fucking bullshit, especially the stuff that we put in our heads, either through media sources or through our boo-hoo pity me phases. But to see what you've done with your little man, how you have grown that relationship with him and where you guys sit today, dude, from one dad to another, I am fucking proud of you, Riley. I am fucking proud of you, dude. And that that means a lot. Honestly, you, you could give me a million dollars, but that, that won't feel the same way as like when you say that. Because I do, I do come for you a lot for advice. I do come to you just because I know that you're not going to sugarcoat anything. So hearing Thanks. the fact that, that you, you say that stuff. Yeah, it means a lot to me. And, wow. you know, and to like do a video like that, it took like a I had to be so selfish in the sense of like getting myself dialed in to be selfless for like my wife and my son. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can't express enough. Like how my wife is my best friend first, She's my best friend. So, and she's really good at pulling shit out of me that I didn't think was there. Like communication wise. Cause I'm, I don't communicate unless it's a, or a dick or fart joke, you know, <laughs> like that's my way of communicating. <laughs> and, and she, she understands me more than I understand myself. So she, when she's asking these things, she's getting the genuinely the best out, out of me. So the fact that I have even just like a, a little bit of a platform to express like gratitude or anything for her, I, I would honestly, I'll swim across here. <laughs> it's, as cliche as it is, like to to the pearly gates and beyond with that woman, you know, and she's she is my my light as long as you know I'm on this planet. She's she's the best, and I hope she listens to this so that she can actually you know <laughs> like, I'm not just blowing smoke up of her spirit during the day. Like I genuinely love this woman, and it's just it's just kick ass that she's along. She's along, and she's so supportive of it, you know. She'll tell me to go skateboard or she understands that I get just as much from six feet above as someone who is attending it, you know? Well, and see, that's super important, man, because, <clears throat> you know, I, I think it's kind of funny. You see all these special dudes out there, right? And they're out there doing all these special things with their special companies or whatever the fuck, right? And they look like they're out there doing it on their own. But, dude, having worked with those guys and seeing how much work their wives put in behind the scenes, you know, freaking taking care of the kids, taking care of the house while they're off doing their special things, making these dudes fucking sandwiches to go out and follow their passions, whatever it may be behind every single one of them is a wife or a significant other that is just backing them up 110%. And I really don't think that the spouses, the significant others, what have you, get enough freaking credit, man. Because if you really saw how much they do, it would blow your fucking mind as to how crucial they are to their special person's success. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely, 
no Riley without CR. Or I call her, she's my Darla Jones. That's her old woman name. <laughs> Darla Jones. Darla Jones, yeah. No, in all seriousness, from the moment we started dating, like I was just a mess. Like it is there's just no thank or enough thanks or anything on, on earth that you could give someone to repay them for all the, the hell that you drag them through. And they, they do it voluntarily. Like I would never hold they are here hostage and say, you're staying with me for the rest of your being. But she voluntarily, she's like, no, I'm staying here. Like, it, cause it, it, if it wasn't for her, I'm gone. <laughs> like I'm, I'm a goner. And, and <laughs> yeah, she's, she's more badass than, than anything I've ever been a part of or seen. Well, on that note of being thankful, how about we take another moment of gratitude, man, and then we'll get right back into it. This moment of gratitude is brought to you by Thrash and Raid. Head over to thrashandraid.com today to join the Raid Brigade. to the new you show so dude i've mentioned that i've seen you grow and everything tell us a little bit about the growth of riley I, like i said before in order to to have any sort of i guess what in, in my life what gave me so much growth was i was so selfish in the sense of like i'm gonna do this for me so that i could be selfless for my my wife or the people that we help through six feet above and and just like when you come to the realization that you're fucked up just realize that trust me there is a thousand more people just like you so you and, the, and they're, they're out doing what we're doing we're at, you know not only just shooting the ship but we're advocating for people you're like advocating you know that hey shit you might have depression but guess what so does johnny so does you know all these other people so come on if you see it helps for them it'll help for you and you're you're definitely worth it i just ah the self-worth like you said people have to understand that it's just healing isn't a blanket where it's just one size fits all it's just healing is unique to the person and the moment you find that community that niche or something that just sparks a little bit of happiness in you hit that thing like a crack pipe and just, you know, constantly feed yourself that. Cause that's where, that's where you're going to, you're going to find that what you are missing essentially. And um, I just, I wish more people, you know, in our lives that, that we've lost because of the fact they thought they were doing it alone. I wish that they would have just seen that and they would have just, just would have got that help that they needed. Yeah, man, it it just freaking blows that people don't think that they have a future worth living. And that's just not true, man. We just got to go about things in life differently. However, <clears throat> excuse me, 
they often make that decision or that determination in a really shitty moment. And they don't look at what their future can be. They look at what the present appears to be. With all that being said, what does the future for Riley for six feet above for Mr. Whitcomb and Miss Whitcomb? <clears throat> Don't go too much into that, please. Um, but you as a dad, what do you see in the future, dude? We're going to just kick off the rest of this month in December, just trying to get as much funding as possible. Like six feet above or twos are 100% paid for. So we pay for the plane tickets in and outbound. Uh, the Airbnb, everything is paid for, paid for by us so they don't have to sweat anything. So trying to receive that amount of funding to keep this stuff rolling is uh, basically our, our biggest problem right now. So, yeah, we're just going to face that head on um, and then open up a cannibal pass when it comes January 1st and continue to spread the trend with other veterans and, you know, continue to advocate that, you know, no war spot alone, whether it's on a skateboard or, or surfboard or a BMX bike, there's, there's going to be a community where you belong. And as, I guess as far as me, <laughs> where, where I see myself, I, I'm going to continue to do this whether or not I get a dollar from it. There's no price tag on helping people. And in turn, it provides me with just not only just something new about myself, but just provides me that, that, that peace, that a sense of fulfillment. I could die today just knowing that I gave 110%, you know, helping someone. And um, I just want to continue to grow as a, a dad, a husband, maybe continue to grow my family. But other than that, man, just going to continue to to give you shit all the time. And I'm going to continue to receive shit from you. And I want to just throw this out there too. It's like six foot above me just be like in someone's eyes skateboarding, but the phone lines are always, the phone lines aren't skateboarding lines. <laughs> you know, like we throw our personal information out there all the time just so that someone who doesn't skateboard feels like shit or feeling like they're going through a slump, they call us, can contact us at literally any time. Not just that, it's not just for veteran-wise, anybody, you reach out, depression doesn't just seek out military, it seeks out everyone. It brings everyone to their knees. So, you know, our retreats, yes, they are dedicated to the veteran and active, active duty communities. But what we do outside, like in Minnesota or in California or South Carolina, is that we can interact with the, the civilian side of things and skateboard with them and have those kind of uh, talks. But also we just want to, I want to hopefully get into, you know, advocating for change within the military as far as like the transition program should be not just geared toward giving them a week of fire hose information that means nothing but instead just give them a year to, to get those mental scans, get their mental health right. Cause without that, they're going to be absolutely worthless and end up being homeless or an addict or something like that. So hopefully 2022 will, will bring on a lot of advocacy for, for change in the, in the military. Yeah, dude, that, that would be absolutely amazing. And, you know, I thought about it ever since, you know, you brought me that, that idea a while ago, man, and just seeing how many people are getting out with their freaking 
noodles all scrambled and you know all kinds of things jumbled in there dude i think that would be absolutely huge yeah and i think that's the other thing too is there there may be something some things out there that are available but are not preached about mental health is is still that thing that just like kind of tucked under the rug you know the thousand meter stare is just like all right this guy just he's fucked up but we're just gonna throw it under the rug and just kick him out of the military and then go on his way, you know? But yeah. I, I, and that's the thing too. I just want to team up with some people and, and attack it. Like that, that outside of six feet above, that's my main mission is to, I, I want to advocate and eliminate the stigma of mental health and, and make sure that we are taking care of the people who are ultimately going to put their lives on the line for us. You know, some pay the price in battle, some pay the price over a lifetime. And I think, you, you gotta, we gotta do whatever it takes to, to let them know that, all right, you got out January 10th. Well, January 11th, nothing, you, you're cut off. Like that, that shouldn't be the case. It should be, all right, January 10th, you're out. Guess what? To the day that, you know, the 21 gun salute when you're 100 years old it goes off, we're gonna take care of you. You know, we're gonna have these resources available to you. And uh, yeah, that's, that's Miles Mickle. And see, I love those ideas, man. I absolutely do. However, depending on who you bring those ideas to, they may just stare at you like you got a fucking dick growing out your forehead. Meanwhile, you got this cat that's just getting out. He's still processing things. And some people are getting out like right after they get back from deployment. And they're going to handle shit differently than they really should if they don't get that proper amount of time there yeah exactly it's like they kick them out the door with a, in the darkness with a, a torch soaked in water instead of gasoline so they can find their way they just they like to see them almost like they see them struggle you know because then turn some people turn back to the military and go back into that life or some people go down the paths of um addiction or you know even taking their lives or homelessness so yeah, I think just working on giving them that torch soaked in gasoline so they can find their way. Just got to find a way to get there. You know, you surround yourself with the people that help you progress instead of degress. And the fact that, you know, you're saying those things. Oh, yeah, it means a lot to me. Well, something that means a lot to me, man, is you coming on and sharing your story, speaking your truth and on my end seeing like i said your growth man your happiness the man that you have become and the man i know that you can be it's just it it's it's so cool dude i'm just you know i can't say how much pride i have in me just to know you man and something else that i was going to ask you is would you like consider coming back on, you know, in, in the future and kind of giving us all an update on where Riley's at, what all you got going on, how the family's going and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I would, <laughs> I'm totally down for that, you know, and maybe the next time I'll just, we'll just come out there to you and just do it in person, you know? Hell yeah, brother. Let's do it. But before we go, do you have a message for anybody? We give a, a special shout out to my wife, Sierra, and my son, Braxton. Uh, I truly wouldn't be here without you guys. You are the, the lighthouse that guides me home. And uh, I love you guys so, so much.
Wow, dude. Well said. I want to remind everyone that you are so much more powerful than you realize. And you are worth so much more than you give yourself credit for. And that's because nothing exists without you. Riley, brother, I love you. I appreciate you. And I am damn proud of you. Cheers, everyone. We'll say that it